0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: You're planning a vacation, an escape from the day-to-day routine of everyday life. You're looking forward to getting pampered in some sunbathed tropical island getaway, surrounded by cool, balmy breezes, with the soothing, relaxing sounds of calypso music playing distantly in the warm island air. Doesn't it sound wonderful? Well, don't leave your pets at home they want to go too. welcome to travel tales the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet from Paris to paradise south of the border to the South Seas travel tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pets pet friendly hotels and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends so get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your travel tales hosts Susan Sims and Nicholas Vezlowski.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Susan Sims,
3: and I'm Nicholas Veslowski. We are your host for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio, and as editor and publisher of Fido Friendly Magazine, we know travel.
2: That's right, and we can't wait to share our years of dog travel experience with you during our podcast each week.
3: On today's show, we will be visiting with Fido Friendly managing editor Arden Moore.
2: You know Arden is is terrific. She she multitasks better than anyone I know. She's she's an author, she's an animal behaviorist and she also has her own show on Pet Life Radio called Oh Behave.
3: Yeah, and it's it's always fun talking with Arden. Um, and this time she's going to tell us about our houseboat trip that she had recently with her two dogs in Northern California and especially for this interview I had my cup of coffee cuz Susan told me to perk up and so I had two cups of <laughs> <laughs> down on my belt and I'm ready to go. <laughs>
2: well, just because yeah, I think you have a little bit of jet lag, but we'll talk about that later. So we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we'll get to visit with Arden Moore. So sit and stay, we'll be right back with Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Attention, passengers,
1: please fasten your seat belts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great
0: travel tips right after this. pets are part of the family and when traveling with your dog there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggie's duffel bag and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog each bi-monthly issue includes hotel city and state reviews and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes and Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend, and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors Susan and Nicholas on your way out. Have a pleasant stay.
3: And welcome back. This is Nicholas Beslowski, along with Susan Sims, your host for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Joining us today is author and animal behaviorist Arden Moore. Hey, Arden, how you doing?
4: Hey, big paws up to you and Susan. How's it going, guys? Hi, Arden. Hey. Hey. And I haven't had coffee yet, so oh my gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. This, this is, is natural <laughs> caffeine. <laughs> natural caffeinated me. So you should be glad I'm not <laughs> here a coffee pot right now. This, Good, this well, is very, yeah. very scary. Yeah.
3: <laughs> sometimes it can be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so listen, I just want to get right into it. You had the most fun recently. You got to go take your dogs and some friends and jump on a houseboat. How was that?
4: Oh, it was a really rough gig, let me tell you. Um, I grew up on a lake, so um, I'm, I'm like a dog in water, pardon the pun. And I, I love I love to swim, and I love the lake. And uh, for an upcoming story in Fido Friendly, I will be talking about the adventures that I had and shared with three other two-leggers, Cindy, um, Randy, and Audrey, and three cool dogs, mine, Chipper, and Cleo, and this wonderful, fun corgi named Nigel. So we Uh had small and large dogs. We had one big, large man and uh, three (laughs) average-sized chicks, and we were on a 15-passenger houseboat called the Escapade, which uh, motors around uh, Lake Shasta. For any of you that's big on geography, that's in northern uh, California near a little town called Redding. It's near the Oregon border. Beautiful. It wasn't too cold, was it? No, we actually kind of uh, scored by being in more of an Indian summer atmosphere. It got a little nippy uh, the last night, but no, we were were really very fortunate. So um, I had never been on a big houseboat before, and... I did what I could to try to prepare ahead of time. That saying, I, I I do advise our listeners to kind of roll with the waves when they're on a houseboat, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, my gosh. Well, so the way that sounds, like, um, uh, what happened? <laughs> well, I don't know if I should save the, uh, the big adventure to the end and build up to a climax, or maybe I'll just go right into it. But, you know, the weather started getting rough. <laughs> there the- you go beautiful houseboat was rocked if not for the faithful nigel corgi and cleo the houseboat would be lost no i'm just kidding um we um we were having this wonderful uh time it was like day three and this houseboat for all those if they just go to houseboats.com they will see the houseboat they get to see this little um moving video of it it's called the escapade it is probably it's it's beautiful it is it's got a teak interior it has believe it or not a jacuzzi on the top yes oh, it's a two decker we have we had television set near the jacuzzi with a kitchen outdoors and downstairs in the in the gallery, um, wow, we got to watch
3: like the Chicago Bears
4: it. win <laughs> while we were in the jacuzzi <laughs> at night, which is awesome because in my previous life I was a sports editor from Chicago, and so um, life was good. And then, Audrey, Cindy, Chipper, Cleo, and and Nigel and myself decided to we had the boat was moored, we were having like our own private peninsula as Pretty cool. Um, You don't have a lot of uh, uh, zillions of tourists and people around. It's you and nature. Uh, So we decided to take a walk around this peninsula, and we looked up, and honest to goodness, we did see an eagle, a bald eagle. We thought, hey, this is an awesome day. The dogs are off leash. We're off leash, too. (laughs) And we're walking, and, you know, the dogs, you could just see the glee in their face. They're like, oh, my gosh, we don't have a leash. (laughs) <laughs> this is, wow, we have this freedom. And and we were all, we got to this one cove area. We were probably about 10 minutes from uh, where we had docked our boat. And Randy was on the boat. And he was saying, hey, you women and dogs, you go ahead and go out. I'm going to go shower and just kind of chill out on the boat. We said, Fine. Mm-hmm. We're sitting on the cove. We're doing our meditation. Our pets, on their own, came up and cuddled with all of us, which is just the nicest kind of greeting when the dog decides on their own. We love you. We're watching this beautiful scenery, and we could hear this kind of, Hey, Audrey. (laughs) Hey, Orton. Hey, Sunny," And we noticed that the wind started picking up, and we didn't really think much of it. So we started heading back to the boat, and we came up over the hill, and all of a sudden, we saw what we did not want to see: the anchors that these posts that you put into the ground at 45-degree angles, as was instructed, had somehow lifted off the ground, where the, the you know, anchoring the boat. The boat oh, wow. was um, parallel to the shore, getting ready to be beached onto the shore. And here oh, was wow. a half-naked man with soap suds, going, <laughs> "Oh my God! What am I supposed to do?"
2: Now, I don't want to
4: say- like a girl, but it was getting close, <laughs> and he's a manly man. And <laughs> we ran down there, and fortunately, one of our um, travelers, Cindy, her dad worked at a marina in Michigan. She grew up on a marina. She knows a starboard from a port and a bow from a stern. Thank goodness. That's and handy. she was able to command to us. Everything we needed to be. We were decks on the hand. Our, we had to make sure that the prop wasn't getting caught in the dirt and bending. And, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden the whole sky just turned dark. And oh it was. God. It was Gilgames Island all over oh. again. And it, it was whole. Scary, but exhilarating at the same time, because we were kind of like really being pampered for this trip, and this one was really taxing us. And just by working as a team, we were able to free ourselves from the shore area and get out into and be into safe safety. But I noticed that it was pretty comical about how the three dogs individually reacted to this. Mm -hmm. Example: My little little dog Cleo. The little, uh, she's a little 12-pound terrier, I think, Maltese mix, right? Mm -hmm. She gave us the look like, oh, my gosh, does this mean my paws are going to get metty? Oh, no, (laughs) that's not going to happen. So we (laughs) hoisted her up like a little human chain to get her safely into the boat, and we put her in one of the bedrooms and shut the door so she didn't, you know, get in danger. The corgi, Nigel, who has an obsession just like your dog, Nicholas, has with balls Mm – did not Insatiable. even sense any danger. Was like to his owner Audrey. Well, can you just keep throwing the rocks to me? I'll go bring them back. <laughs> Throw them the rocks, I'll bring them back. My dog Chipper. Okay, I'm going to brag. My little husky golden retriever is like, where is my super Chipper cape? This is a job for Chipper. What do you need me to do? I will steer the boat. I will push the boat. I will do whatever you want me to do. But I am here for you. And so um, we got them all safely on board, and we motored into the marina that night because the next day we were leaving we decided we weren't going to take chance with fate and we were safe and all but the bottom line is this you it these houseboats can be wonderful trips i was so appreciative of the opportunity it does though you do need to pay attention to the instructions when they give them to you during the orientation And realize that you're basically out there by yourself. There's no, um, you don't have a bunch of deckhands. It's you. So make sure you pick people that you can work with as a team and that do have some sort of boating knowledge and common sense. And I was very fortunate that our boat was full of that. And and especially uh, uh, Admiral uh, Cindy, because she just (laughs) really knew what she was doing. And we listened, you know, like obedient Labradors, and we got out of harm's way.
2: Well, I like what you said that she knew her way around the boat and, and she knew the port and the stern. And I, I wanted to say, I know the difference between port and a
4: cabernet, but
2: that's about it. So I don't think I would. <laughs> hey, I, I also,
4: yeah, yeah, me too. I, that didn't seem to help me there. You know, I'm no, looking like, for the. There was no cork. There was an anchor. But it, 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 it's a very safe, very nice boat. You have a phone right there that, if you're in the jam, you can call the marina and uh you know we did call them and and they were you know ready to help us out and and Cindy said we're going to give it a try and and there we were fine but you you're not totally isolated but when you do step on board a houseboat you make sure that you have everything that you need because there's no floating McDonald's or Outback restaurant in the middle of Lake Shasta
3: <laughs> I was just going to say it's kind of like roughing it in a way but not really the the way this sounds the with that. yeah
4: yeah what's the it, I get it <laughs> <laughs> but bring your food. I mean there's a there's a bunch of um shopping areas and supermarkets about ten to fifteen miles before the marina in Lake Shasta, as probably in other places, and we loaded up and got ice and all that. I mean the re- the place had a refrigerator better than mine with an ice wow. maker, I mean a dishwasher, televisions everywhere. There were two master bedrooms, two bathrooms, um I mean it was very, very, very nice very beautiful scenery. We were able actually to get um, uh, internet uh, reception. So uh, one of the other gals and I were both finishing up uh, pet books. So you know, in the afternoon, we, we devoted a few hours to doing some work on our books. But wow, in heaven, it's, that's not a bad place to work. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no,
3: that sounds yeah, pretty good. I, is it seasonal? I mean, do they have it um, all year round or is there special um, times to go?
4: I believe it is uh, mostly year-round. I mean, obviously, we purposely picked the non-peak time because we didn't want to uh, ding into their, um, their steady number of people, and it was easier to book a reservation. Um, because the boats do have um, uh, heaters and air conditioners down below, it's kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And the windows, you can open up with uh, screens or not. So um, we slept really well at night. Lake Shasta is a beautiful, beautiful area. It's—I'm uh, just telling you, just the—I got up earlier than any one of them. I don't know why. <laughs> I got to see every sunrise while oh, they were. Oh, I wow, could hear sweet. Randy's going. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, I
4: took the dogs out and we would head out and you can dock anywhere. You know, you you motor out right. to your own private little cove and you set your little anchors in and then you enjoy. So, that answers the question I had. What do you do when the dogs have to go to the bathroom?
2: Exactly.
4: <laughs> okay, come on, let's be honest. Everybody's wondering, how do they pee? Is there a poop deck? Well, <laughs> There is, right? You know,
2: we had we took um, our Archie dogs a couple of years ago. We were in Shasta, and we had a 12-foot uh, houseboat, and it was similar in, in when you first start out. I mean, this is not like your normal deal. It's not like jumping in your car and going down the freeway. So there was a little getting used to maneuvering, and, and when we found our special little cove and we slept there in the night, and we pulled the curtains in. in the morning, there were deer. There was probably like four or five deer in this cove and when we opened up the curtains we couldn't believe how beautiful it was so I mean it's just uh, we didn't let the dogs see them of course because that would have put yeah. the end of that but it, I mean it, it really is beautiful for people that that love to get out and get outdoors with their dogs and and obviously it's not camping So, but you still get to get the benefit of that sky and, and seeing all oh, of yeah. the nature
4: well you get to go camping but you can plug in your blow dryer I mean come on and you have a shower <laughs> that's my idea of camping You know, and and so we ate really well Um, every night. One of us would take our hand at being the uh, boat chef, you know, and um, the dogs did well. But getting back to poop, because that's really important for our pets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fortunately, there was a hose on the deck, so you could do that if there was any doggy doo-doo or whatever. But um, we were able to time it so that they could uh, land on shore and do their thing. But we also brought with us this really cool um, portable dog potty pad, it looks like fake grass, and it has oh, a yeah. scent on it that sort of says, come here, doggy. you can use me mm-hmm. like a litter box. Come here, I want <laughs> you to use you do and leave it here. And so they did kind of think about doing it, but then we were able to be on land a lot, so they didn't. But so if you are mm-hmm. out and about and motoring around, I would also consider something like that. I would bring plenty of towels to wipe their muddy paws off, because believe me, they'll be muddy, and that's a really big thing. Bring some treats and their food. We made sure that our dogs only drank bottled water. We didn't want to take a chance of what was coming out of the tap or not. You don't want conditions like Giardia and all that. So you know what? It's worth it to bring some bottled water for you and and, and your doggies and try to keep to their diet as much as possible. They're going to love it. Chipper had the biggest grin on her face. She was up on the deck where the jacuzzi was, and there was, like, um, a pad near the jacuzzi, so it kind of gave her a good grip. And she'd jump up and back, and she'd just lean <laughs> over me while I'm in the jacuzzi. Okay, I did smoke a cigar and had a um, – what did I have? Uh-oh. A, a chick cigar, a glass <laughs> – and I, I had a chick cigar and a, um, a black licorice. I thought I was really the cat's meow. And i just <laughs> – like, oh, my God, you've gone crazy, but I'm really happy. And <laughs> did she ever
3: end up rent. in that jacuzzi tub?
4: No, no, she didn't, thank goodness. That's but good. she ran along the shore. She mm-hmm. loved it. She was running along shore, and when we did have the weather was getting rough episode, she was mm-hmm. trying to get into the boat, but the mud there was sinking, and, and she's long-legged, and she was trying to get on the on the boat. So we ended up having to do, like, chairs that we p- pushed into the those little plastic patio chairs we pushed him into the mud to give her like two chairs to be able to walk on to get onto the deck i mean okay. oh so, that was smart yeah, yeah yeah a little dog sense here a little bit yeah and no, um, that was yeah so we you know everybody was it was great but just really make sure that you have plenty of food plenty of water plenty of things to do we brought poker, and all these board games, and we brought a bunch of DVDs, and you know what? We enjoyed nature so much, and being able to watch the Bears win, yay, 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 um, (laughs) that that we really didn't have time to play games. We spent time with each other, and we spent time with our pets, And, and to me, it was one of the best vacations I could ever recommend. You know, this boat did seat, quote, 15. Don't be excited about that. I would recommend... That if you want to really have fun, do it with a handful of people so that you all have private areas to go to at night, and that mm-hmm. you know there's not too many dogs. Um, so for a 15 passenger, I, I sort of liked if it was you know five or six people and three or four mm-hmm. dogs. You know everybody would have plenty of room on the deck, but they do engineer good use of their space. They're very friendly there. Um, we did go to the marina and you know they have a little store there if we want something and. I don't know, I just uh, they really welcome dogs, and I guess cats come too sometimes, so um, oh, well. it's it's I definitely worth
3: a, it. can't imagine a, a cat wanting to go out in the water as much as a dog, but um, I've definitely seen some different cats in my day, so you never know. Well, get... I,
4: I had a, I have a friend that um, she and her husband retired as teachers, and they got a 42-foot boat, and their cat is their house cat, and I hate to tell you the name, I, you know me and poop, but the cat's name is Doo-Doo. <laughs> You don't want doo-doo running around on a marina and you have to call for it. Doo-doo! Here, (laughs) doo-doo! Dum-dum! So, um, yeah, I've been on some outings with them and and doo-doo likes to get onto the marina and then go start, you know, counter surfing at all the other boats that are docked to find out who has the best kitty caviar or whatever. And so doo-doo will just leave the boat and start making friends. So, That's
2: funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to ask you real quick that um, when you go ahead and make these reservations, uh, obviously yes. they need to know if you're going to bring your pets, and, and are they charging extra fees for that?
4: Um, they did not charge extra fees for the dogs, but they did warn you that if there was any doggy damage, you would be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so and on this one, uh, no, but don't don't try to sneak on a dog or something. You really can't because when you park... And they come up to help you unload your stuff. It's kind of hard to hide a 60 pound golden retriever husky. So, um, don't, don't do that. They're pretty welcoming. Um, You do need to worry, though, to make sure that um, you are going to be charged for the the gas that you use on the boat. And you will use some gas even if you don't go very far because, obviously, your generator and, and things like that. And you do have to um, kind of put down a, a safety deposit that is refundable just to make sure you're not going to Tahiti in this boat never coming back. <laughs> um, but, you know, they they really are very welcoming and they want you to enjoy your time there.
3: Do you actually have to have a voter's license or, I mean, who takes on the role of captain and do do you end up going and, you know, esque down the river or how does that usually work?
4: Well, um, what they normally, what they did for us is we all had to have driver's license. We all had to have insurance, but they also give us a, a brief orientation and there's a film, a video that you have to watch and there's a person there that will take the boat out for you safely from the marina. Then they get a hop on a little speedboat and they they, they leave and they really show you how to work and turn on the engine and turn on the generator. So you're basically, um, it's pretty easy. It's, it's, you know, I can do it. So I, I'm telling you, everybody it's easy. And they, they give you tips on how to land at a shore safely, how to anchor the boat. But when you are getting ready to get back to the marina, because it's kind of tricky, it's like, you know, a parking lot at Christmas where everybody's parking the compact car <laughs> parking lot and there's somebody with the semi trying to squeeze in. So really what they, what they do is they meet and greet you before you get into the marina area and one of their folks get on, gets on the boat and actually steers it into the slot, your slip if you will. So you don't have to worry about monkeying around with that sort of thing. But oh, you're cool. out there. And so it, it, it is kind of exciting and exhilarating and very freeing. And, and so my pets slept the whole way home. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they have great doggy <laughs> memories. I mean, they found this it. old fossiled pine cone that chipper found of course it had to be disgusting and stinky and of course <laughs> nigel and leo had to help her play with it so we uh, got a lot of bats
2: <laughs> yeah oh, i yes. think too you know another thing is important when people go on things like that is when when we had our boat experience uh when we got home and we were grooming their dogs um they picked up a couple of ticks so you know thinking oh, yes. that they're yeah, they're deer out there, so that's something you want to just be prepared for, you know, make sure they're up on their meds and, and you know, preventative type of thing, but also just, you know, kind of do it once over if you can get rid of those critters sooner the better.
4: Well, that's a very good point, Susan, and what I would do every time the pets got back on the boat, um, I would give them a head-to-tail inspection to make sure there were no burrs, spurs, cuts, whatever, hose them down with the uh, hose to uh, get rid of any mud, which was plenty, but... Like you, I made sure they all had their heartworm, their flea and tick protection mm-hmm. before they got on that boat, and uh, mm-hmm. they all kept their collars on and their IDs, and they had microchips um, because you just don't know, and it's it's safer. I also brought extra leashes and collars, and we we did bring aboard a um, a, a bow wow um, first aid kit just in case, mm-hmm. uh, okay. and we never needed it. We brought life preservers for the dogs. I meant to f- mention that too because <laughs> when we. Having that time, we did put all three of the dogs on in life preservers before we got them onto the boat from shore because we just didn't want to take a chance. Mm-hmm. No, that's very no, smart. It's a-
2: yeah, it is. It's important. I We bought life jackets for our dogs, too, being out here on the river. We haven't had to use them yet, but we're ready in case we get to go, and Nicholas has taken his dog out on kayaks and used the life jacket for her, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it, it gets a lot of attention for sure, but you just want your pets to be safe, and you want to come back with the yeah. same pets you left with.
4: <laughs> you want to get them used to the, the life preserver before you go on a houseboat, and I took them uh, to a place that does uh, water therapy for dogs, and it's like a giant spa, if you will, and, And Chipper and Cleo got to swim around wearing their life observers and getting treats, and we made a big whoop of it. So when you had to put the life jackets on them when we needed to, when the weather was turning, they were like, oh, yeah, we've done this before. So it's very Mm -hmm. important to prep them before you, you go on a boat.
3: For our listeners out there, regarding um, you know the life jackets, these things are really fit uh, pretty snugly around you know the canine body. And what's really handy, especially when I've gone you know on little kayak trips with Tasha, is that it has a handle on the top. So when right. Tasha does her little trick of going overboard every you know two minutes, <laughs> swims around, gets tired or something like that, then I can just pull her up. You know, so at first it was a little awkward because she's got to get used to it. But once they get used to the life jacket, once they get used to the fact that you're going to be pulling them up by the handle, um, I think they feel a little bit more comfortable wearing that, and uh, they know it's a good thing.
4: That's a very good point. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely, necklace. That's uh, those are the best ones to get. They also make these uh, portable doggy steps that you can also get. So, um, you know, if they go noodling around on the Internet, there's some good companies um, that do offer these uh, life jackets and they li- the doggy poop, uh, portable poop pad and the doggy steps. So, um, you know, and if you plan to do a lot of boating, it's well worth your investment. I think
2: everyone should email Arden at Pet Life Radio and she can tell everybody where to where to go and get all these wonderful things. And, and I, I can't wait for your article to come out in Fido Friendly Magazine so we can see some great pictures and find out uh, some contact information. So thank you so much
4: for taking some time and talking with us today. Oh, Susan, Nicholas, you're you're more than welcome. And, you know, happy sales to you.
3: Um, <laughs> I thanks, Ari. Thank you. Know, <laughs> Okay,
4: we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have a fun
2: Florida experience that we want to share with you. And you don't want to miss it. So sit and stay. We'll be right back with Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio.
1: Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you pushing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors, Susan and Nicholas, on your way out. Have a pleasant stay.
3: Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Spazlowski along with Susan Sims, your host for Travel Tales. You know, before the break, we were talking with Arden Moore about her latest phyto-friendly travel experience via houseboat. And I just want to remind um, all our listeners out there that if you wanted to schedule your own houseboat adventure... Uh, You can go to houseboats.com and see some of the other locations that they have over the U.S. It's not just Lake Shasta, but they have a few other locations um, that you'll be able to go and, you know, something might be uh, perk your interest a little bit more than the others. But definitely take a look. And you also uh, can go ahead and reach Arden Moore at her website ardenmoore.com. You can visit all of her blogs and get some contact information if you want any tasks or any questions.
2: Yeah, Arden sure had a good time, and and she raised a lot of important um, tips for us to remember, and, and to let everyone know out there that you know with a little bit of planning, you can you can plan a vacation like this so that you and your dog can have you know great adventures together, and just be aware of when you're going to, you know, a houseboat or or anything that you're not familiar with. Just really sit down and think of all the things that you need, you know, things that you need to take with you, but also plan for the safety, you know, for you, your passengers and your dog.
3: Yeah, that's right. And I mean, she also made a good point is be sure if you're going on an adventure like this, that you're going to be slightly roughing it, although it didn't sound like she was roughing it too much, but to make (laughs) sure that you pick the proper shipmates, somebody that's going to be able to help you when you're in a jam, because when you go outside of the hotel element and you're in an accommodation especially one that is floatable you're going to have to think pretty quickly on your feet if something were to come up so you want to make sure that you have all the the right hands that will be able to help out
2: and i know in a lot of our excursions uh, we get to go to to a lot of nice hotels and and they're not the floating kind and I, I understand nicholas that you just came back from a a nice wonderful trip to florida where did you get to go
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just, in fact, that's, you made a comment earlier about my coffee. I have a little bit jet lag. I'm still about with a time change. I'm about three hours. So this is, I'm already in bed. <laughs> but, um, I just got back from uh, Pompano Beach in uh, Florida, which is right near uh, Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> so I guess it's where you want me to talk about. It.
2: <laughs> well, sure. Well, you know, I didn't get to go on this trip. So where did you stay?
3: Oh, that's a very good question, Susan. <laughs> actually, the place that I stayed at was the Ocean Sands Resort and Spa, um, and that's probably about a 20-minute drive from the Fort Lauderdale International Airport, although if you're taking a taxi cab, it's probably about 15 minutes, maybe, <laughs> depending on you know, what kind of tip you're going to give your cabbie, but um, actually, these, this is one of the locations. I mean, the, the hotel is really nice, and I'll definitely get to that, but... Um, and staking out any type of location that you're going to want to go to and spend time with your dog, you want to see how close you are to everything. Meaning, you know, if you're going to want to go somewhere while you're in a, a different spot that you're definitely going to have to fly into, you want to see, is everything in walking distance or am I going to have to rent a car? And this one is definitely a rent a car location. Um, almost everything is probably within... 15 to 20 minutes, and although you may find a cabbie that you can, you know, bring your dog along with, um, it's probably better for not only your pocketbook, but also just your comfort to be able to um, have a car. So this location was definitely one that um, required having a a transportation. So I would recommend renting a car.
2: This resort, uh, I don't know if all the resorts are on the beach, but uh, this particular one, uh, when you look at their website, it looks like all the rooms have an ocean view.
3: Yeah, it's really neat how they set this up. I mean, it's a new hotel. Uh, In 2001, that is when they broke ground and they built the hotel. And then in 2006, they did a renovation. So not only is it new, but it's new, new. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the the design (laughs) of the hotel was actually to model after a cruise ship. So, All of the windows in every suite um, or hotel room, and there's about 89, which are all phyto-friendly, which we love to hear, um, they're all facing the ocean. So wherever you're going to be located within the hotel, you're going to hear the ocean, you're going to see the ocean, you're going to smell the ocean, you're going to be the ocean.
2: Well, how about your room? Did did you have, I know uh, it seems more and more when you get to go to these uh, nice properties that you, when you get into your room, you have the, you know, maybe the room has a little refrigerator, but I think yours came, had a kitchen
3: yeah no it, I was actually pretty surprised on how well stocked the uh, room was, and you walk in there's three different rooms there's uh a studio um there's a smaller two bedroom and then there's a larger two bedroom suite and the one I had was actually towards the back of the hotel so if you must be the front of the front and the best of the best, then I would get one of the rooms that end in twelve, so like uh probably three twelve four twelve five twelve. And all the way up, I think it goes to 10, was the penthouse, or as a woman in the elevator referred to it as the poorhouse suite. (laughs) But um, you would want to probably get one of those rooms because it has probably the most window-facing ocean views. And so right when you walk in, to the right is a washer and dryer, and then to the left is the uh, one-bedroom suite, which is kind of like the kids' suite. Kids' bedroom, and then you go straight ahead, and then you have the living room area, and then to the right is the grown ups or adults' suite, which also has a sliding door for the ocean and balcony. So it's set up really nice, but the whole hotel overall is set up to be not only uh, people friendly, but it is kid friendly and it's phyto friendly and it goes above and beyond it just doesn't accept pets it, it really welcomes pets um, there's no weight limit and that right there is a big key factor for us when we're reviewing hotels if there is no weight limit that automatically signals to us what type of hotel this is going to be so i always enjoy going to a weight limitless hotel <laughs> you know they don't have many restrictions on the number of dogs of course you're not going to have you know 101 dalmatians coming in but if you have right. you know a few dogs or something like that. They're open to that, so uh, really well, nice. Well, what about
2: what else do you do? You get anything uh, when you check in with your dog, or any kind of pet amenity, that type of thing?
3: Yeah, right when you check in, and the the pet fee. Just to let everybody know, because I know that's one of my top concerns. Is you know, is it going to be an arm and a leg? And it's not too bad. It's uh, twenty five dollars uh, per pet per night. And it's included within the program. They give you a food and water dish, uh, a leash in case, you know, you've left it on the flight. You don't have to worry if you forgot to pack that. Um, And also Mm -hmm. organic dog treats. And we always like that. It's kind of like a special, you know, touch. It's not just your run-of-the-mill biscuit. It's actually something that they said, okay, well, this is going to be good for the dog. So that's included in the package as well. And it's all part of their doggy Pause pet program.
2: Oh, that's what they call it. And then they have room service, so I, I would imagine you could order your you know a top sirloin for your pet if that's you know something you wanted to do.
3: Yeah, whenever you're you're ordering meat, and you know there's probably some things that you would want to make sure about, and make sure that the meat doesn't have any seasoning. You know, you don't have to cook it well done, but you know, rares. Probably fine. Um, I don't want to give too much advice simply just because I'm not a vet, but if you are going to order human food for your dog, the best advice that I would be able to give is to make sure that there are no spices or herbs or anything that your dog may have an allergic reaction to. You know, one time Tasha ended up getting into a tortilla soup. Tasha's my black lab for um, everyone that's just tuning in for the first time, and she got into one of our tortilla soups one time um, by accident, with quotation marks, <laughs> and and in the morning, you know, around 3 or 4 a.m., she came to the side of my bed, and I was thinking, this is way too early for her to want to go outside, and so I kind of got up, and when I turned the lights, I like, was kind of thrown back because her whole face it was swollen up. Oh, my now, God. Yeah, this was just from a little bit, you know, so I think any amount of herbs or spices can really affect your dog adversely. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be wise to give them anything like that.
2: Yeah, well, um, what did you get to do in that area? Where Did you have to, you know, jump in the taxi or rent a car to take her to the beach, or did they allow the dogs on the beach?
3: Yeah, well, the right out in front of the hotel, and this is kind of where everybody gets to play, I don't know, a little roulette or gamble <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> right in front of the hotel is... Beautiful beach, and of course there are no dogs allowed. Well, that being said, I'm going to put in parentheses, and since I guess you know the whole editor tricks are coming out, so that's why I always quote in parentheses everything. But I saw throughout every single day uh, about a dozen dogs on the beach. I also talked with a bunch of people that were walking their dogs. A lot of them were tourists, but then you know I got lucky enough to find some locals that were walking their dogs. And I asked them, I said, "Is there a fine?" Um, if you have your dog on the beach, and they said, "Yeah," and they said it's probably about two to three hundred dollars of a fine, which is pretty steep. So the next question, of course, I naturally asked was, "Well, have you ever been caught?" <laughs> and <laughs> almost everybody, you know, uh, said no. And this one gal, she was emphatic, and she even said, "You know, I've been on this beach probably about a thousand times. I've never had a problem." She said, uh-huh. but if you do want, you know, dog friendly beach, just up about a quarter of a mile, there's a lighthouse, a really neat lighthouse. I think it was built in the early 1900s. At least that's what I'm going to say. So it puts some character on it. But <laughs> it's just down the way. You can even see it from the hotel room. And sometimes you don't want to see it because the light's coming into your room. But <laughs> it's just south of that. Uh, lighthouse. There's a little strip. It's in between a jetty and the lighthouse. Um, I heard was uh, you know off leash and dog friendly, so you can bring your dog there. Another couple of cool locations that uh, I really was intrigued about in the city of Hollywood. There's this thing called the Broadwalk. They don't call it the Boardwalk. They call it the Broadwalk. <laughs> I have no idea why, but um, <laughs> it's interesting enough to you know kind of make you want to go out there. But that's about two miles of auto-free uh, beachside um, pedestrian promenade. So it's uh, uh, really nice to be able to take your dog there. That's, you know, where everybody goes. Another location that of course is 15, 20 minutes away is called the Riverwalk. That's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And the really neat thing about this place is that the first Sunday of every month, they have a brunch with a band, um, you know, so everybody's out. All the dogs are welcome, and if Mm -hmm. you wanted to go to their website to check out the events that they have, it's www.goriverwalk.com, and that will give you some more information. But the the place that I would recommend that I really enjoyed was it's Las Olas, and that, of course, again, 15 to 20 minutes away, there's a... (laughs) There's a theme going on here. Um,
2: yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, but the only thing I can compare it to, and if, if anybody's from California or been to Santa Barbara, it's similar to State Street. It has a bunch of nice restaurants. It has galleries that you'd probably want to ask the owner. It's going to be dependent on who's working the gallery that night, if they're in a good mood or not. But you might be able to bring your dog in, but I would definitely ask beforehand. Well, and then there's a well, a few restaurants that you can have. Dining al fresco, and um, I saw even one dog perched up on a chair next to its owners <laughs> while it was
2: dining. Oh my gosh! Well, what what about the nightlife? I know I don't know what kind of policy they have, but um, I'm sure you experienced uh, some nightlife while you were there. What what kind of policy does the hotel have about leaving your dog in in the room?
3: Well, they have a couple of good things that um, you know. If there's anything that you want as far as like pet sitting, pet walking, they even have pet grooming that will will come in get your dog all fixed up and nice and pretty. They'll be able to arrange that through the front desk. So if you wanted somebody to come in your room and stay with your dog, they can do that. If you wanted to drop your dog off at a local kennel or a pet sitter, they can arrange that for you as well. But they're also um, pretty um, laid back as far as their policy. As long as you have a well-behaved dog, they're free to stay in the room. You know, for anybody that is going to leave their dog in the room, I would definitely recommend putting a blanket or something to cover the couch or wherever your dog's going to be, you know, perching up for the night. Just because you want to respect the furniture and the place so that it's not as a hard job for the hotel staff to come in and clean. You can actually, you know, save them a lot of trouble and make it look just as nice for the next people that are going to come through.
2: Well, that's good advice and also if a lot of people um, have their dogs that are crate trained and they're they're used to going there and kind of get in their den mode when you go out and and your dog is crate trained and and it's easy for them to go in there and take a little snooze while you're out, you know, enjoying the town.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. And also, you know, their travel season, their high season is right about now. I think it's going to be through... You know, the end of November through March is probably, I think, when they peak. Of course, you know, during the summer, you're going to have a lot more people, different types of uh, crowd and things like that. But for the coolest weather, um, the less humidity, which I loved, you're going to want to probably go during this time up through March.
2: Um, What about the room rate? Is that pretty expensive to stay there? No,
3: it's not too bad. I mean, it ranges... Anywhere from 109 with a AAA discount to 369 And then it goes on up to uh, probably about $500 if you want to do a package. On site, the Ocean Sands Resort and Spa has a spa on um, the fourth floor. And it is really well done. Um, they not only pamper you. You know—you can go in there and get any type of package you want. I was fortunate enough to get a, my very first facial, which was a little... Nerve-wracking to begin (laughs) with, but I definitely felt a lot better afterwards and glowy. But they also have will have kids spa, So they'll do up the little girls, they'll do their hair, make a big deal out of it and, you know, make them really feel special. And then also you can have your dog, you know, they'll have a mobile pet grooming service come in. So everybody can get pampered at this hotel.
2: <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. And what, for everybody listening, what's the website that they can go and, and check this out?
3: Uh, they're going to want to go to www.theoceansandsresortandspa.com and they'll find all the information that, you know, that they need there. Um, it's right on the sand. And like I said a little bit before, if you want to be feeling really special, definitely get one of the end rooms towards the back where it's in the 12. So, like uh, 312 or 412 or 512, something like that.
2: That sounds fun. And you're going to write about that in the January, February issue of Fighter Friendly Magazine.
3: Yes, I will have some great pictures and more information on what you can do in the area and what it's near. And I will also definitely recommend once again in that article to rent a car because I think that is what's going to make it fun. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's so smart. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and our phyto-friendly travel tip is coming up next. So sit and stay. We will be right back with Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio.
1: passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seatbacks and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Travel Tales will be zooming back with more great travel tips right after this. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes and Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend, and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Attention passengers, we are now approaching our final destination. The weather is sunny and warm. Ocean temperature is a balmy 80 degrees for those of you wishing to doggy paddle. Please exit to the front and see our activities directors Susan and Nicholas on your way out. Have a pleasant
3: stay. Welcome back to Pet Life Radio. This is Nicholas Bezlowski along with Susan Sims, your host for Travel Tales. You know, my recent trip to Florida reminded me of a very important pet travel tip, um, something that Caesar Milan told me. And that is when you arrive at your destination, you want to show your dog that you are in control and in charge. When your dog gets to a new area, it is very overwhelming for them more so than us. Of course, we're excited and we get a new experience and we get to see everything. But you put a dog in that situation and if they're not held back then their senses kind of go wild. They get all over the place with smelling, with looking at things, you know, get all excited and they might even get outside of their own personality. So one of the best things to do is to keep your dog behind you slightly. And that shows that you are the leader of the pack, you're the alpha, and they're pretty much going to follow your lead. Don't let them run around out of control, definitely not off-leash. I don't think any of our listeners would do that. But also, uh, just keep them back. Keep that lead short and let them know that this new area is something that you have firm control over and then they'll feel much better and, and less... Panic or um, have less anxiety.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good um, that's a good tip. I know when we travel, and this happens every time without fail. You know, my two labs, I affectionately call them my hooligans. As soon as I <laughs> we open the door and we let them. If, if we let them go ahead of us into the room and we let them off leash, they run around and smell everything, you know, as quickly as they can. And then they head to the bathroom and they're waiting for me to give them water because that's our routine that I put I feed them and I give them their water in the bathroom on the ceramic tile and and they know that. So they expect that. And and it's funny, it always happens. It's smell, smell, smell and then they go in and they're panting. It doesn't even I don't even think they're thirsty. They're just excited and, and they as soon as they have that drink of water it happens every time they go in and they just lay down on the floor. I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> remarkable.
3: <laughs> well, you know, it's definitely important to know your dog. And that, um, I think, is uh, really good, kind of what you just said, is that if you have a set routine for them, they'll become comfortable in their new environment. It'll be something uh, definitely new, but also still the same just because um, they have that routine down. It makes them feel a little bit more secure.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And, you know, as always, if, if you want to find out more about today's topics or just about traveling with Fido, you can go online to FidoFriendly.com to subscribe or stop in your local Borders, Barnes & Nobles, or PetSmart and pick up a copy of Fido Friendly today. And we would love to hear from you with any questions or comments, so feel free to email us at PetLifeRadio. And until next time, safe travels, leave no dog behind. This is Susan Sims along with Nicholas Fezlowski for Travel Tales on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio presents
1: Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Feslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.